When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by taking one small step a day? And not because you're a bad person now, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to be a better person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you want to be. My mission? To help you live your best life. Hi, and welcome to How to Be a Better Person. I'm Kate, your host and author of the book, How to Be a Better Person which contains 401 ways to make a difference in yourself and the world. This week on the podcast, I'm taking a deep dive into health, because health is such a huge piece of being a person. And since we're interested in being better people, well, better health helps us do that. And health is something we tend to take for granted until it's impaired in some way. So this week, I'm advocating taking a look at what your current state of health is trying to tell you, and give your body some love in the form of what it needs to be its healthiest. And listen, we are all on a health journey, and your version of healthy may look a lot different from someone else's. I'm not talking about achieving some external pinnacle of health. I'm talking about making sure that you're taking good care of your particular body so that you are empowered to do the things that matter to you. Today's big idea is that sometimes you've got to give something up to break through to a higher level of health. And the very thought of it is so uninspiring that you just don't do it. I think we all have something that we do that we know isn't all that great for us. Or maybe we even realize it's harmful to our health. But anytime you think about giving it up, you dismiss that idea immediately. For example, I listen to an astrology podcast every week by Anne Ortley, a woman I love whom I've been following for probably 15 years. Anne lives in New York City, and I believe she's in her 60s, and she recently got COVID. She's fine now, but she was really sick. She's also got something going on with her foot, and her doctor has told her she needs to stop eating inflammatory stuff, like pasta. Even with all these signs that it's time to shore herself up with some kick-butt nutrition, she was talking this week about how she went and had pasta the other night, and her foot got all swollen again. I mean, listen, the struggle is real. We have all been there. But when you listen to her talk about it, you can't help thinking, don't eat the pasta, Anne. Rice pasta is actually delicious too. (laughs) I know giving up those go-to habits are hard, particularly when those are things you use to comfort yourself. But it's like breaking up with a bad boyfriend or girlfriend or they friend, meaning you will 100% feel so much better on the other side and you will wonder why you didn't just pull the plug sooner. I know of which I speak because I had to break up with gluten many years ago. I was 42 and feeling like I was 82. My joints hurt. I was tired all the time. I had a spare tire around my middle and it was hard for me to concentrate. I went to go see a naturopath and she suggested a simple elimination diet where I didn't eat wheat, dairy, or sugar for two weeks. Man, those first few days, I'm not going to lie, they were really hard. I did not know what to put in my mouth when I was hungry. I ate a lot of rice and hummus and carrots. 
day by day, I made it to a week, and then two weeks. I even managed to keep it going during a trip to Montreal to accompany my husband while he attended a conference. What a cool city. Even if I didn't try their famous bagels. After those two weeks were up, I felt so good. I told my doctor I was cured. (laughs) I would just keep avoiding that stuff and all would be well. She told me I needed to try eating each of those foods so that I could see for sure which ones I reacted to. I didn't want to do it, but she convinced me that really getting a chance to see how my body reacted to it would be valuable information to have. So when I had dairy, I didn't really notice any difference except the morning when I had yogurt and I felt cold and sluggish all day. So yeah, it wasn't hard for me to give that up. I still eat cheese. I don't even know if you care, but I still eat cheese. I just don't eat much yogurt anymore. When I tried wheat, I had these delicious homemade whole wheat chocolate dipped biscotti. They were so good. I figured if I was going to try this stuff, I may as well make it something totally delicious. And my digestion immediately ground to a halt and I did not poop for three days. Okay, sorry if that's TMI, but we're talking health. So I figure everything's on the table. That really sealed the deal for me and I broke up with wheat for real and having that information kept my resolve high. My friends who would see me eating just the cheese off the top of a piece of pizza and a salad on pizza night, they thought I was nuts and I'm pretty sure they felt sorry for me. But let me tell you, I felt great. It did not feel like a sacrifice. I admit I did really miss beer for about a year, but there are some great gluten-free beers out there that got me through. And now I occasionally eat sourdough bread that I get from the local bakery because the fermenting process makes it more digestible for me. But that's about it. I don't even drink beer anymore, gluten-free or no. And it does not feel like a sacrifice that I made. You know what? It feels like a gift I gave myself. Breaking up with gluten forced me to expand my repertoire of foods, and it benefited my family too because they also started eating more healthful stuff. Just keep in mind that when you give something up, the benefits don't stop with you. They ripple out to your family and friends. The truth is, we all need to step off the what everybody else eats train. Because what everybody eats in America is, for the most part, not really food. It's mostly bad fats, sodium, and sugar, mixed in with various genetically modified forms of wheat, corn, soy, or meat. I don't want to get ranty here. I just want to make the point that if your diet isn't serving you, there's nothing wrong with you. Your body isn't defective in any way. It's having a natural response to foods that really aren't good for it. Really, more and more of us are going to be forced to step away from the what everybody else eats train. Maybe your doctor will tell you you're pre-diabetic or diabetic or that your blood pressure is too high. At some point on the typical American diet, your health will force your hand. Why let it get to that point? I bet you have an idea of a food that doesn't really do you right. Something that whenever you eat it, you feel sluggish, maybe even exhausted, or like you swallowed a bowling ball. You've probably thought about how hard it would be to give that thing up. But have you considered how good it will feel to not be ingesting that thing that your body can't really handle? How good it will feel to finish eating and feel like you could go run around the block? How proud of yourself you will be to know that you steered yourself away from a health ditch and learned some new stuff along the way about what foods make you feel truly awesome? I know it's hard to imagine something you've never experienced before, but trust me, when your joints don't hurt and your belly isn't upset, you will feel like a million bucks. 
If you've never considered what you might be eating on a regular basis that doesn't sit well with you, I'm just planting a seed so that you start paying attention to how you feel and how that might be related to what you're eating. And if there's something you need to break up with, I hope hearing this and thinking about how good you'll feel on the other side will help you leave that not good for you food in the past. Just try it for now. It doesn't have to be forever, but let yourself experience how you feel without it for, let's say, a week, because that feeling of good health is super compelling. It feels so good to feel good. Be sure to come back tomorrow when I'm interviewing Dr. Chris Lebowski, author of The Virus and the Host, about how taking better care of your health makes the world a better place. And Thursday is the 300th episode of How to Be a Better Person. I'm celebrating by hosting a giveaway of an election stress survival kit filled with premium organic CBD products of your choice from Therapist Preferred. Come on back. Thanks for listening to How to Be a Better Person. Our theme song is Left for Deadish by Junior85. The podcast is mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past seven episodes, a sneak peek of the week ahead, and one well-chosen meme to your inbox every Saturday morning. Sign up at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the Contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com. Tweet me at Kate Han, K-A-T-E-H-A-N, or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. I look forward to connecting with you. 